Hello everyone, welcome back to Moonlight Madness. I'm your host, Brian, Brian Dash, and today is very special. Today will be the first, well, tonight, at 1.32am. This video is the beginning of the Week of Terror, or Month of Terror, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be going through three camp stories tonight. With a special guest. Who is he? You'll find out. But until then, sit back, relax, and, of course, enjoy. Take away, bud. You got this. Hello, campers. My name's Cooper. I'm a counselor here at Camp Satchmo. You know, there's nothing I enjoy more than sitting around the old campfire at night and sharing spooky stories. Just like they do in the movie, Scooby-Doo Camp Scare. But legend has it, a significant head trauma drove him insane. They call him the Woodsman. Uh, who's the Woodsman? Like, I don't know, and I don't want to find out. When you're surrounded by the great outdoors, and there's no telling what might be lurking just beyond the light of the campfire, Spooky stories can be a lot of fun. That's why right here and now, I want to tell you a few creepy tales that I've picked up over the years. So dim the lights. Let's get going. First up, the Viking's Ghost. Many years ago at Camp Satchmo, some kids went off into the woods and started digging a big hole. No one knows exactly why they did it. Maybe they were looking for gold. Or trying to reach China. Anyway, they wound up uncovering something quite unexpected. The skeletal remains of a Viking warrior! It turns out, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, Vikings explored the forests of North America. Some Vikings were even buried here. Now the skeleton they found had a precious amulet hanging around its neck. The kids took the amulet and covered up the skeleton to hide their find. But that summer, a grim figure began stalking the camp, searching, seeking, brandishing his sword. It was the Viking's ghost, angry at the living, angry that his precious amulet had been taken from him. People were so spooked that Camp Satchmo even had it closed down for a little while. But they say the Viking still haunts the camp, still searches for his stolen property. Sometimes, on a quiet night, you can hear his spectral sword clanging eerily in the darkness. Did you hear that? Now this is what I call camping. Good friends! Good food. And most importantly, no monsters. You know, one thing you never want to do at camp is feed any wild animals that might come sniffing around. This next story is a case in point. One I like to call the Beastly Bunny. One summer, kid named Billy Brannigan showed up at camp carrying a duffel bag full of his favorite confection. 
Dr. Chaco's whiz bank super candy. In his cabin at night, Billy would wait for all his cabin mates to go to sleep. And then he would secretly feast on his sugary stash. But as Billy lay in the dark, stuffing his face with candy, he started to hear noises at the door. Weird, snuffling sounds. He soon discovered it was nothing more than a little bunny rabbit nosing for food. Now, Billy understood the rule against feeding the animals. He just couldn't help himself. The little guy was just too darn cute. It seemed harmless enough. So each night, Billy met his furry friend at the cabin door, and he'd dole out a piece or two of his beloved candy. And the rabbit was more than happy to gobble it up. But as the nights came and went, Billy noticed something strange. The rabbit was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It turns out that Dr. Chaco's Whizbang Super Candy can do funny things to bunny rabbits. At first, the rabbit was the size of a large cat, then a dog, and finally, it was the size of a grizzly bear. One fateful night, Billy offered the last of his candy to the now gargantuan rabbit, but the beastly bunny wouldn't have it. He had grown to such a size that something more substantial, something meatier, was needed to satisfy his considerable appetite. Let's just say nobody ever saw poor Billy Brannigan after that. As for the rabbit, he's probably still out there, still hungry, desperate for a tasty meal. That's why I always keep these nearby, just in case. Something's missing from my five-alarm chili. Oh, man, Scoob. Those are the hottest peppers on the planet. It's amazing how clear and bright the stars are at night. When you're out in the woods, away from the city, you can see all kinds of cool things, like shooting stars and comets. This next story involves the night sky and weird things that might be moving through it. Prepare yourself for the shark from outer space. A while back, there were three friends at camp who would spend their nights watching the sky. They would watch for falling stars and keep a tally of how many they saw. Their goal was to spot a hundred falling stars before the end of summer. It was the night that Jessica Candelori spotted falling star number 75 that things went south. Much to the surprise of Jessica and her friends, falling star number 75 didn't burn up in the atmosphere like all the rest. It just kept coming. Down and down it went toward the Earth. Stranger still, the falling object was headed right for camp. The three kids watched it splash down into Lake Satchmo, just a stone's throw from where they were sitting. They ran to the lakeshore to see what they could see. But there was nothing, just ripples on the water. The three friends were also the only witnesses to the event. Everyone else had spent the evening in their cabins. So Jessica and her pals decided that once the sun came up, they'd go for a swim and investigate. And that's just what they did. They swam to the bottom of the lake, and there they saw it. Nestled down in the sand, was what looked like a giant colored egg. The kids were amazed. 
Not knowing what to do, Jessica instinctively grabbed a broken tree branch that was lying nearby. She poked the alien object with the branch. This turned out to be a huge mistake. The massive egg thing cracked open, and what emerged from it could only be described as some sort of bizarre space shark. The beast bared its razor-sharp teeth, and the three friends swam away at lightning speed. They ran from the lake and quickly told the camp counselors what they had seen. But their strange story fell on deaf ears. No one would listen or dare to believe. Needless to say, the three friends refused to set foot in Lake Satchmo for the remainder of the summer. Were Jessica and her companions telling the truth? Did they really see what they thought they saw? I don't know for sure. But I do know this. Fishing, swimming, and boating are no longer allowed at the lake. There are signs posted everywhere. They say it's because there have been too many accidents. Kind of makes you wonder. Even now, people report hearing unusual noises coming from the lake at night. Like the sound of a giant animal splashing around in the water. Are you kidding me? Thanks, bro, for the stories. I hope you all like the stories. Comment in the section down below which ones are your favorite and why. So, thank you for watching the first episode of this the Month of Terror. I hope to see much more really soon, but I thought that would be a great way of kicking off the, the, uh, thing, the, uh, event. There we are, that's, what, that's the word I was looking for. So, uh, there, there you have it. Those were three scary stories that I still remember to this very day. I um, hope you all like that. Thank you for watching this video. And I'll see you all next time next video. Thank you and good night. And of course, remember, especially after hearing these stories, to look into the shadows. Because this world is it's a strange one. And of course, a few more videos for me. Do not worry, because I'm alcoholic with a big addiction. Thank you, everyone. And good night. And of course, sleep well, Luna. Can't wait to hear the first episode of your podcast. I love you all. Good night. Sit tight. Don't let the demons bite.